Tony Dungy, the former head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, once said, I don't have the strength or wisdom to get through a single day without the guidance and grace from God. Thinking about this verse, or the part of this quote over the past several days, made me think that there's so many times in life we go through our day-to-day activities and don't give God a second thought. We don't say, God, should I do this? God, what do I do in this situation? constantly need to go to God for wisdom and guidance, but sometimes there are things in life that are beyond our ability to seek out and we need assistance. And Richard Foster, in his book, calls this um, guidance. But we're talking about corporate guidance today in terms of um, how that applies to our lives and what it looks like compared to self-guidance. When I was back at Wright State University, I was a freshman uh, 2006. And so the first two years, I was a nursing student, and I dropped out because I filled all my classes. It wasn't the best situation. So I ended up going back home to Cincinnati and enrolling into a community college, taking up surgical tech. Not the the best program. I didn't really know a lot about it. I just wanted to get a degree. And so I signed for this class, uh, this program. I was about two two semesters in, or two quarters in, and I was miserable. I was sitting in the physics my physics class, um, it was my second exam of the semester. I was so miserable. I had no idea what I was doing. I remember just getting up, packing my book. I was about 10 minutes in, put the exam on the desk for the teacher, walked out, and withdrew from, from the university. With no, no guidance, no wisdom, I just did it without thinking about it. I ended up getting a job at Kroger and um, working there you know, about 40, 50 hours a week. I remember I was going in for the night shift. And um, about 10 o'clock, and I just finished loading the delivery truck, and the third shift comes in to stock the shelves at nighttime. They looked miserable. They looked like they had no hope, no no joy in life. I thought, this is not going to be my life. That same year happened to be the World Mission Summit number two in Cincinnati, Ohio. So I was like, you know, my, my background, I might as well just go. And talking with a lot of friends and getting some guidance from, from their part. It was probably slightly biased at the time because they missed me. They said, dude, come back to Wright State. And so that's what I did. There's a lot more of that story I can gladly share with you uh, down the road, but um, just ask me later on if you have any questions about what that journey would look like. Yes, as Christians, we learn how to seek guidance from the Lord. He speaks to us individually through, through um, his scriptures. I had a pastor once tell me that if you're trying to seek guidance from the Lord, go to his word. And sometimes we'll like Hop around, we'll go to the verses we know that has the answer we want, which doesn't make any sense. You're not letting God speak to you. So, you know, he, he said, take what you're reading right now, whether it's Acts or John or Philippians or Titus, and see what God is speaking, what you're currently reading, and apply it to your situation at hand. And more often than not, God will speak to that situation. It happened and worked for me several times, actually. Praise God for that. God will also speak to us and guide us through our circumstances. He'll guide us through the Holy Spirit. He guided Paul out of um, going to Asia when he when God said, I want you to go to Asia. The Holy Spirit guided him, not, and Paul went elsewhere on his journey. And lastly, God speaks, or God gives guidance through prophetic dreams. We see that in the book of Genesis through 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 Joseph. I think our Western culture is, is crippled, especially in America. We have this idea of, like, bless God, ain't nobody can tell me what to do. I know what I'm doing. I can hear from God. I don't need anybody's help. And that's a really bad mentality to have. So, like, what are some of the things we constantly seek guidance on? You know, as college students and people in the university um, field, 
like, what am I going to study? Where should I go to school? You know, should I date this girl? Should I take this internship? And there's countless things we get, we ask God and seek guidance on, and it's, it's endless. But those things, those are the things I think stick out right now for us, for the college students in, the, in this day. The big difference between corporate guidance and self guidance is that really with the corporate guidance, we seek the guidance of close friends and family, maybe church members, to intercede on our behalf, and we pray along with them that God would help find a result of the situation at hand we're trying to seek guidance on. So let's just consider the following really quick. Let's say that um, when we rely on self-guidance, we run the risk of damaging not only ourselves, but we hurt others. And here's just some, some, some examples that we may have experienced before in our lives. So let's say that you're, you're lonely, you're single, you're ready to mingle, get out there on the dating scene, but no one's, no one's wanting to you know, date you. Happens to all of us at least once in our life. Um, but you see, there's other there's a girl who she's like madly in love with you, but you're like, oh, I'm not feeling that. So you think, you know, God, let me like self guide myself, give self guidance through your word, and say, well, Genesis 2.18 says that man meant to be left alone. So man, so God gave Adam Eve. You think, well, Adam didn't have a choice. He only had Eve, so he might as well just put up with her. I can do the same thing with this other girl I'm interested in, or this guy I'm interested in. And lo and behold, a couple years down the road, the whole thing falls apart, and it's like, well, man, if I if I had just you know got some wisdom and guidance from other people, maybe this would have <laughs> turned out better. Maybe I've realized I was making selfish decisions or um, unhealthy decisions. I think we learn we rely on self guidance um, instead of seeking God, or uh, I'm sorry, seeking corporate guidance. We sometimes feel like those who are trying to Give us the wisdom, are in opposition to what God's saying. And I say, get behind me, Satan! You don't know what 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 uh what God wants from me. Only I can do because I can hear God better than you can hear God for myself. But that's not true, you know. We always need our brothers and sisters to help encourage us uh, as we're going through uh, life choices. I think as early Christians, and you know, think about when you when you first got saved. How many of you would say that you had this experience or this encounter where it's like, I just got saved three months ago, and God's called me to go to China. Or God's told me to go to Taipei, Taiwan, or Botswana to save the country, save that country for Jesus. And you go tell someone, and they're like, dude, you got saved three months ago. You're not ready to go tomorrow. And you're thinking, you know what? Bless God. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. I can figure this out on my own. You know? God can speak to me. I don't need you. And there's just, there's just dangerous places to be. You know? It happened to me. I got saved, you know, in 2006, 2007. Couple months in, I thought, man, God's called me to go to the country of Chad in Africa. Thirteen years later, I haven't left the Western Hemisphere at all. Um, I've been to the Dominican Republic and Alaska, as far as leaving the lower 48 states. So, there was clearly I was, you know, not. I'm glad if I sought, sought if I had like not sought the corporate guidance of my friends, I probably would have, you know, been in Chad. Maybe, maybe I might even be saved. I might have, like, you know. Killer, who knows what happened? So it's so healthy to have the guidance of our of our friends and um, our loved ones. Let's take a minute to pray really quick. God, I thank you for this word you're giving us today. I pray that you would just speak truth to us and help me to speak your word clearly about self guidance and how it's essential to our, our daily lives as Christians. Amen. So if we look throughout the Bible, there are countless stories of God's people seeking out the wisdom from just one individual, one person. The, for God to pour out knowledge on them. Nebuchadnezzar 
sought Daniel for wisdom regarding his dreams. Pharaoh sought the wisdom of Joseph. The Israelites sought the, sought the wisdom and guidance of Moses to see what God had in store for their lives. And so those are all those are all good and well. But Jesus came on the scene and he said that there is a way for us to hear from the Holy Spirit, to hear from God. And if we're ever concerned, you know, we need to be in um, relationship with a brother or sister in Christ to to seek out what he has for us. And so it's, it's just basic self-guidance, you know, in a nutshell, what God is trying to talk through loosely. Let's turn to Matthew 18, chapter, verses 19 through 20. It says, again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth are agree about heaven, they, oh, sorry, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Verse 20, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am with them. So I remember hearing this passage growing up, and it's like, well, if me and my homies pray to God, we both love Jesus, and say, God, I need a million dollars, you're going to give it to me, right? Well, if you say, so you and your, your, you and this, uh, you and your guys are praying, we're like, hey, God, there's these four cute girls over there for us four guys. God, we pray that you're going to give these women to be our wives. Mm, that doesn't sound like God either. You might be saying, you know, God, I can run this job or this ministry better than anybody else. Me and my friends are going to take us over. We were going to pray that you, God, you give us this ministry or this business. That's not God either. That, that's not how it works. God isn't some prayer magic thing that gives you everything you want. You can't bend God to your will. And so it's important to recognize what this passage is saying. Look at this passage in a different version and unpack it a little more. We're going to read the same version, um, the same verse, Matthew 18, 19-20 in the Amplified Version. And it says, again, I say to you that if two believers on earth agree, that is, are of one mind and harmony, but anything they ask within the will of God, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Where two or three are gathered in my name, meaning being together as my followers, I am there among them. What does it mean to be of one mind? Are we share the same viewpoint? opinion, attitude, or an agreement. It's important here to note that we have to be within the will of God. Sometimes we're praying for things that we think are in the will of God, but we might, we might not know. And so let's say you're praying that God, that God would give you, you're thinking that God's will would be that you maybe acquire this position, this internship. But you, you think we know God's will, but I think it's more important that we pray that God would give us his will. Um, in Psalm... 37.4, it says, um, that seek the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. That's not saying that um, he, God will give you what you want. It's saying that God will put his heart, his desire for you on your heart. And it's important to recognize the difference because if we just say, God, I want to have this, if you give it to me because I ask for it, that's not how God works. It's important to recognize, recognize that. So there are some, I think, there, it's, I think about that verse, Matthew, I'm sorry, Psalm 37, verse 4. I want to kind of unpack it just a little bit more. And so taking delight in the Lord means that our hearts truly find peace and fulfillment in him. If we truly find satisfaction and worth in Christ, Scripture says he will give us the longings of our hearts. Does that mean if we go to church every Sunday, it goes to a new Rolls Royce? I'm more of a Hummer or a Tesla guy, but I'll take a Rolls Royce. But no, that's not what God's asking for. The idea behind this verse and others 
it is that when we are to rejoice or delight in the eternal things of God, our desires will begin to parallel his and will never go unfulfilled. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and all of these things, the necessities of life, will be given to you as well. In Richard Foster's book, he gives a couple of different examples of how these, how we go about seeking corporate guidance. So I'm going to talk about one, or sorry, two, two things in his book. He talks about uh, St. Francis and the agony of great doubt. He struggled with deciding, should he be devote his life to prayer meditation or should he devote his life to ministry? Both really good things, you know, and so, but he didn't trust himself for his own prayers. And sometimes I think that we realize that when our, we, our hearts attach to something, when we pray, we're going to, we're thinking that, you know, God's given us what we want. And it's important that when you have a heart issue, you have to bring other brothers in Christ in. And so Proverbs twelve fifteen says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. So St. Francis, I'm seeking the counsel of his friends and that were from the Lord and knew, you know, how to hear from him through all the filters of motions and junk and things like that. The result was that he found he had devoted his life to the ministry. Uh, not prayer meditation. That was the most common in that day um, of St. Francis' time. second story he calls the meeting of clarity. So he gives a story about an individual who was seeking the mind of, the, seeking the mind of individuals to help give, give a situation on should he go into personal ministry in the marketplace. And he was at a complete loss. He took all these self-assessment tests, all these um, vocational tests, and he didn't know what, what to do. And so he said, brothers and sisters, I need you guys to pray alongside me. Let me figure out, is this the best thing? What, where, where, should I, where should I fall? And, you know, over the course of time, he figured out that, you know, um, the best decision is that he would be involved in ministry. And, you know, these are both very positive stories. And sometimes, um, sometimes that you, you always have the same outcome you want. I had a friend back in uh, Ohio who was a pastor who told me that, marriage counseling with these two, this, this couple, he um, was working through this couple to figure out, do they really want to get married? And as, as they saw the advice of the pastor, he asked really hard questions and it turned out that this, the, the woman said, I really don't want to marry you. There's a lot of things that I needed to deal with and this is the unhealthy decision. Um, through a lot, of, a lot of talking to other people, they realized this was not the best decision. And so you know, corporate guidance isn't always going to give you the answer you want. So it's important to, to realize that um, sometimes the truth hurts in, in that, and so you have to be prepared to um, hear and be obedient to what God ha has for you. Uh, just a, 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 another quick thought. Um, the corporate guidance, it's not, it's not always going to be about the spiritual. It's not always going to be about uh, missions or, or when the church or do I do X, Y, and Z for the cause of Christ? It also can be used in making business decisions. You know, you know when um, you know, when we we're going to try to move, and hopefully the next couple years to buy our house. We're praying about God, where should our house be? We want to seek the guidance of you know, you know, our friends and maybe Matt and Jackie and other people say, hey, like, should we live in Cordova, East Memphis, Midtown? I mean. There's so many things to consider, and so that's something we probably might even seek more guidance on. It's like, what is the best will um, in the situation? And so, you know, it's, it's the options are endless when you want it on what to do with corporate guidance. 
the thing about heading into this fall semester, there is a lot at stake here. We just found out we're going to be, um, the university is going to be open. There will be online classes and in-person classes. But there's still, like, a lot of decisions we need to make as, as students, as staff. And it's like, well, you know, how do I navigate through this season? Of, like, how do I navigate through doing ministry and missions on, on the campus? And so, you know, if you have ideas and things you want to carry through, it's, this is a, 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 a difficult season. It's important to even see corporate guidance in that. And maybe you're going through life decisions about, you know, do I even come back to campus? Do I just stay home and be on, online, not move in the dorms or move in my apartment in Memphis? Do I stay back in Jackson or Nashville or, um, you know, wherever you're from? And so that's important too to see guidance. You don't, you don't make decisions out of fear or out of pride. It's important to really seek the wisdom of the Lord in all these things. I just want to close on a really quick on a really quick story. Um, just on a personal level, when we first uh, were in Ohio, Natalie and I, we, Jane wasn't born yet. We were trying to decide: do we do the internship for Chi Alpha? You know, we had two close friends that were like too emotionally attached to the situation. They said, "This is wrong. This will this will destroy your marriage. You have a baby coming. This isn't going to work." And so we were like, "Man, we should not do the internship." We felt that was our, our due diligence. We had to do what's best and you know, seek the guidance of other people. And so we sought the counsel of other Catholic pastors. Um, I think Natalie even called Jackie, you know, um, I believe. I think she did. And then we also called the, the Catholic director, Scott Martin. And, you know, you know everyone we, we talked to said, yes, yes, yes. This is the best decision for you. Obviously, God has to, like, you know, give you the final yes. But we think this is all, all good. And so we decided, you know, we're going to pack up from Arkansas to the internship. And so I think if we had not sought the corporate guidance, we wouldn't be here in Memphis right now. We would, not, we would probably be living back in Ohio, doing marketplace jobs, and maybe even involved with local church. So the benefit of corporate guidance is so essential because that's what really helped us be here in Memphis, Tennessee. And so I think that's, that, that speaks for itself. And so let me just pray a quick closing prayer and um, let you guys have a great night. Um, I thank you for just this time you've given us to hear your word about corporate guidance. And God, would you help us to have an open heart, open ears, open mind to do all you want to speak through us in this difficult season. God, we trust you with all that you have given us. Amen. Thank you guys so much for watching and joining us on tonight's stream. Uh, we are so excited about all the things we have coming your way this fall with Chi Alpha and the start of a new semester. Hope you guys have an absolutely great weekend and we will catch you next week.